my privilege tonight to introduce our speaker, Brother Ron Gilbert. Ron and I were talking before services, and he reminded me that he was a 1973 graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching, and he said that was the olden days, back in the days of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I said, well, I've got to thinking about that. I'm a 76 graduate, so I guess I was in the days of Joseph probably then, about that time, I suppose. But we go back a long way uh, to the School of Preaching at Memphis, and of course it's been my privilege to be with Ron and others on uh, overseas trip, one overseas trip to Africa where we spent some time in some of the places he'll be talking about tonight, I'm sure, in Ken Kenya and Uganda, and Zambia and other places. This is a great work. As I mentioned Wednesday night, as I previewed Ron's uh, visit with us, I gave you some of the statistics and highlights of this work, but I'm excited to be able to hear more detail on the work of the International Bible Teaching Ministries and the International College of the Bible, a distance learning Bible college. Uh, Rod Rutherford, whom many of you know, uh, helps out as one of the teachers, uh, online teachers with this uh, work. And uh, Ron is just a very faithful and fine gospel preacher. The late Jimmy Hill, with whom we had been privileged to do some overseas traveling, became a part of this work before his death. And um, his wife is still associated with the work, doing secretarial work for this work. So many good and faithful people have been and are continuing to be involved with this good work. It is overseen by the Rock Valley Congregation near the Cookville, uh, in the Cookville area. And uh, that is right, isn't it, Rock Valley? Yeah, and uh, Ron is the director of this effort, and uh, they work under the oversight of that fine congregation there. Without further time taken from his report, we are delighted to have Brother Ron Gilbert with us, Ron. Thank you, Brother Jim, and we appreciate you and the work that you have done and continue to do in the, the TV program. I was thinking, it's been a long time since I've been to the congregation here, but uh, uh, back several years ago, some of you may remember a younger, skinnier version of me. Back in the early 80s, I was preaching at Fort Oglethorpe, and Wesley Simons was preaching here. We started the Arise to Truth uh, TV program and worked together on that and the Arise to Truth paper. And uh, that's been, been several years ago, but... Uh, I was thinking of that, and I was in and out here quite a bit, and he was in and out at Fort Oglethorpe when we were uh, doing the work. International Bible Teaching Ministry, we started in the fall of 07. I had worked several years in training gospel preachers, but wanted to get more involved in mission work. And I had made uh, several trips with Brother Rod Rutherford, and Brother Jim and I were together on one of those trips, but Brother Rod was a big influence on me. We were together at Memphis. Uh, Rod was a year behind me at the school. He graduated in 74, but uh, we were there together, and he wanted me to go with him to Africa, and he kept on trying to get me to go, and it wasn't until uh, 93 that I made my first trip with him, and he has greatly influenced uh, me and the work that we've done over the years. There's basically five aspects of our work that I want to tell you about, and then I'm going to show you some slides of our trip uh, back in uh, August. Uh, the main aspects of our work, we're involved in preacher training. We are currently working with 10 preacher training schools in Africa. We've helped start four of those schools, and we support, uh, raise funds to support some of those. Uh, one of those that we fully support is a full-time school, and then three of those schools are part-time schools. I'll show you some slides about uh, those. We're hoping to start uh, two new schools next year, 
and we really believe in the indigenous approach of training men locally and helping them to remain faithful and providing them with material. We have a Bible correspondence course program, two phases of our Bible correspondence course program. The online version, Sister Linda Hill uh, sort of coordinates all this. We currently have over 22,000 students enrolled in our online program from several different nations. And uh, we have uh, several students taking those. We just started in the past few years doing the hard copy uh, of those. And we have a couple of churches that have volunteered for this to be a part of their mission work. So we're printing them and sending them to them, and they're paying the postage. And we're using the uh, Bible Correspondence Course material that probably Brother Dearman and Brother Rutherford and others at Truth of the World years ago uh, put together. And we appreciate the good work that these men uh, did there at Truth for the World years ago and starting that work and uh, just tremendous material there and, and there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. We've got this great material and Brother Rod said he uh, would give us permission to use that. So we started using that material and uh, we have over 125 volunteers that are helping grade that material. And we've had over 30 baptisms and several new congregations established from our Correspondence Course students. We do campaigns each year. Uh, we're getting ready to go in uh, the last part of March, first part of April. We'll be going to Malaysia. Brother Jim knows about Malaysia. He spent some time there. And we go there every year, try to, and work with about five congregations doing gospel meetings. We'll be there for five weeks doing back-to-back gospel meetings, uh, trying to strengthen and help these brethren. And then our big trip that we go in the August each year to Zambia, and we're working with a preacher training school that's been there for several years, and we've helped start three or four others there in Zambia and uh, getting to visit those and work with them and taking guys with us on those campaigns. And then printed material. Uh, we're printing a lot of material this past year. We printed 200,000 gospel tracts and shipped to Africa. 100,000 of those were in various African languages and 100,000 in English. And we're still using some of the tracts, uh, again, that Brother Dearman and Brother Rutherford wrote. Uh, if you go to our webpage, uh, International uh, Bible Teaching Ministry webpage, there's a link you can click on there that says Gospel Tracks. You read those tracks, and when you get to the bottom, it says Printable Version. There's over 100 tracks that are in a PDF format. The artwork's already on them. You can click that and download and print one track to give to a friend or print 1,000 if you want to. We're not selling those. They're there free, and a lot of folks are doing that and using those tracks. I encourage you to go to that web page. And then our college web page, International College of the Bible, there's a link there that says Gospel Books. We have over 500 books online, e-books, commentaries, all kinds of books there. There's no special code you have to have to get in that. Anyone can go to that and look at that, and there's some excellent material there. We encourage you to uh, look at that. And then our uh, the printed material, we're, we're printing... Song books for various churches. This is a Tonga song book for the brethren in Zambia. And this is one in Luo that we printed for the brethren in Kenya. We're printing currently a sermon outline book in Luo for the brethren in Kenya. And several thousand uh, tracts. Printing another 100,000 again this uh, coming year in Swahili, Tonga, Luo, Cherubimba, Lozi, several different languages. And uh, several of those, Brother Rod uh, wrote those and got some of the folks over there to translate those uh, 
for us. And then our distance learning program that we started, International College of the Bible, we are uh, training preachers through the Internet and some in Africa that we just send them a box of books and make assignments. We have mobile libraries, about 30 mobile libraries, and folks in Africa can go to that mobile library and check out a book and keep it for about a month and turn it back in. So that's really uh, being uh, successful. We have uh, around 350 students. Uh, we've graduated about 80 from our distance learning school that we started in 07. But the, the uh, <clears throat> campaign that we go on each August, uh, we raise a lot of funds because we try to do the biggest uh, part, the biggest bulk of the work in Zambia uh, on this campaign. This is where we send the tracts and the Bibles and the Tonga songbooks and, and all. Uh, this is the group that went with us to the far left there. Uh, is Brother Clinton Douglas. He preaches up in Benton Arbor, Michigan. Then Brother Charlie Hanna, uh, he is with the Sequatchie Valley Congregation in Pikeville. Charlie works at the regional prison. Uh, he uh, specializes in counseling, has a master's degree in counseling. And uh, he is one of our teachers in our distance learning school, teaching our classes in counseling. So he's been going with us and teaching some classes while he's over there and doing some preaching. And then Rusty and Laura Stark. Rusty preaches for the Benton Arbor Congregation, Benton Arbor, Michigan. He's been going with us for several years, and his good wife, Laura. Laura teaches ladies' Bible classes and teenage girl classes, and then my wife and I on the end. Carolyn also teaches uh, ladies' Bible classes and teenage girl classes. Some of these guys in full-time work can only be away two Sundays. Some of them can be away three Sundays. The brethren at Rock Valley are very good to let me be away, and we, we're there usually five Sundays. So we're, we're gone about as much as we're home at Rock Valley, I feel like a visitor when I come back sometimes, but they are really good to me uh, to let me uh, be away. We're already working on our trip next year. We'd like to know in December who's going, and we start in January. We'll be sending out letters. Uh, last year our budget was about $45,000 to go on this trip because of the 5,000 Bibles that we sent, the uh, 200,000 tracks. Uh, we bought 60 bicycles for gospel preachers and a uh, help support the schools and just a whole lot of other things. So we'll be sending those letters out and trying to get everything ready. In about March, we'll purchase our tickets uh, and go on the trip. The, last year, Brother Barry Gilreath, uh, Barry Jr., didn't get to go with us. He's been for two or three years. He's going again next year. Uh, we just visited with him uh, last weekend down in Florence, uh, Alabama. We usually get there on Wednesday. We leave uh, usually the first Monday in August, and we get there on Wednesday. And within 24 hours of the day we arrive, we're going out to the bush to do our first gospel meeting. We hit the ground running, and out in the Simafumba area, we've been working there for over 20 years. There's several men that have graduated from the preacher training school, and they really promote these gospel meetings, and they get out and encourage people to come. Now, this is not your typical gospel meeting. When you think of a gospel meeting, you think of maybe something, maybe White Oak would have a gospel meeting where you'd invite a brother to come in and, and maybe he speaks uh, Sunday uh, three times and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Maybe you get to hear uh, six 30-minute lessons. Uh, this gospel meeting would be something similar to having a six-county-wide, think of six counties that join Hamilton County, and you invite all the churches of Christ from those six counties to come to the central location and the women camp out and sleep on the ground in one area, and the men camp out and sleep on the ground in another area. We start the meeting at 7 a.m. 
We break three times a day for about an hour while they eat. And we've got five feeding stations feeding the same food. And the churches are divided alphabetically so they know where to go to eat. And they come back to the preaching. And we quit about 9 or 9.30 each night. We do this on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a half a day Sunday. These folks at this gospel meeting got to hear 30 one-hour lessons and six hours of questions and answers. 36 hours of instruction. That's uh, almost a, a year's worth of preaching to a lot of folks. And I believe that's one of the reasons we have the results that we do in our gospel meetings because there's a tremendous amount of teaching. And these brethren will invite their friends that are not members of the church and they'll come and uh, they get to hear all this preaching and these question and answer sessions gives them an opportunity to ask questions. They had this meeting. We, we'd been meeting in a brush arbor, but we're under the construction there of building a new church building and we're building it a little larger than the other buildings in the area because this is where the preacher training school is and we need this building for seminars, gospel meetings, and then when we go every year. So uh, you can see it's still under construction. We left them enough funds. When we go back next year, it should be under roof and we'll be there. We had about 1,600 people present for this gospel meeting and they all got in this structure. <laughs> It's just wall-to-wall -wall people. There were no aisles. It was wall-to-wall -wall people. But we really had a great gospel meeting. We started uh, several years ago. They were meeting in a little straw hut. Looked like the story of the three little pigs. There's a little straw hut there. And they asked us to help them build a building so they could train gospel preachers. And we raised the funds to build this first building that has on one end a dorm and then there's an office and then there's a um, classroom on the other end. And then the room in the, uh, the next building there we built a few years ago is the library cafeteria. They cook the food outside and bring the food in the tables. And there's books around the walls uh, where they use for the library cafeteria. And then to the far left there is where we're building the church building. So these three buildings should be complete. And that will be the last uh, building that we'll be building there, we hope, for a long time. We've graduated about 50 men from this area. Now you talk about an impact on this area. Fifty faithful gospel preachers have gone out in that area. And where they were having a lot of problems in this area, problems with uh, churches using choirs in their worship service, problems with women leading the singing and leading the prayers during the worship service. And our brethren that have been trained, uh, they don't tolerate that. They tell folks that's not right. And they've been able to rescue some of these congregations and turn them back around and they're just doing a tremendous job out there in that area training gospel preachers. We've got six full-time instructors uh, work at that school. I say full-time instructors. Uh, they'll come and teach for a couple of weeks, and then they go back to their farming, and their, their quarter is over, and they rotate uh, their, their teaching. But they're doing a tremendous job here in training uh, gospel preachers. And as we said, we started this school, and we've helped start. Uh, there's, there's about four now. And, uh, live, and Zambia that we've helped start. So we're trying to train uh, preachers and do what we can to uh, help these men. Uh, this is on Friday. We divide up into groups. Uh, we're in the Brush Arbor with the men from the congregations, and we're doing a leadership seminar. They're asking questions. They're having problems and difficulties, and we're talking to them. And then this is Sister Laura. I think she has a ladies' Bible class, and my wife's teaching a teenage girls' class, and then the next day they'll rotate. They'd had a drought before we got out there, 
And we had purchased several bags of grain, uh, sent the funds to do that, and then we were able to buy grain when we were there as well. Uh, it, it's, a, it's just a different world in, in a lot of respects uh, there in Zambia. Uh, people don't realize what these brethren have to go through. I tell the brethren there that we could get a rain, a good rain, an inch of rain, any of the 365 days of the year. It wouldn't make the news, would it? No big deal. Fourth of July, Christmas Day, January the 1st, get rain. Doesn't, doesn't work like that over there. Their rains stop about March, and they get no rain from March to November, not a drop. And then they till up their soil and get ready. They plant their crops, and about the middle toward the end of November, the rains come, the early rains. The Bible talks about the early rain and the latter rain. And if they don't get the early rains, the corn never comes through the ground. If they get the early rain and don't get the latter rain, the corn maybe comes up about this high and it just dies in the field. And you'll just see thousands and thousands of acres of dead corn. Now, in our part of the country, when we don't have a good hay crop, you hear the farmers saying, well, I'm going to have to sell some of my cattle because hay is going to be so expensive I can't buy it this year. In that part of the country, you may hear people saying, well, I'm afraid we're going to bury a part of our children this year because of the drought. And it's just a terrible, terrible thing because there, there's no industry. Everybody out in these rural areas are farmers, and they're trying to raise enough corn to survive from one year to the next. And when they don't get rain, it's a very serious thing. And while we were there this time, we bought 21 tons of grain and left it with the schools and the churches so they could distribute it. And since we've been back, we've sent $3,000 to buy grain, and we've sent 1000 to another place to buy grain. They're really suffering because this is just the first of December. They just planted their corn. So it's going to be a few more weeks before they get corn if they do get rain this year. And they said the rains are coming this year. So we're hoping that will uh, uh, eliminate a lot of the starvation that goes on in that part of the world. This is Brother Clinton Douglas preaching. We teach at the preacher training schools in English. All the students have to speak English to come to the schools. But when we go out in the bush to do the gospel meetings, English is the official language now in Zambia, in the schools, but we find people that are 30 and above, they want their native tongue. When the gospel's being preached, they want to hear their language. And in this particular area, it's Tonga. And in, in Africa, there's over 700 different dialects. And it would be sort of the equivalent of they speak one language here, you go up to Dunlap and they speak another language and maybe go over to South Pittsburgh and they speak another language. You travel a few miles and they speak a different language. In this particular area, predominantly is Tonga, Chelwa, Lozi, and Bimba, those four in that particular area. So you don't have to travel far to run into those that uh, speak a different language. This is one of our mobile libraries and we get folks to give us books or give us money to buy the books and we send those to these mobile libraries, and I hope one day we'll have a thousand mobile libraries. Because these brethren need access to these books. And after we lost Jimmy, we started the Jimmy B. Hill Memorial Library Fund, where we encourage people to give money so we can buy books. And there's a sticker that will be put in the front of the book that says, This book is given by, and it's got your name there, in loving memory of... And it's got your loved one that's departed's name there. And then the sticker itself says the Jimmy B. Hill Memorial Library Fund. So we've sent several books uh, through that. And uh, we're, we're continuing to open new libraries so that these books will be available for the students. We teach at the schools, Ambia School of Biblical Studies, six hours a day, 
Monday through Wednesday. Then on Thursday, we go out to the bush. We have chapel every morning, and we take turns speaking there. And our base is here at Zambia School of Biblical Studies in Livingston. We're loading up and getting ready to go out to our second gospel meeting. This one is at Masika. The Masika congregation, we had about 1,200 in attendance for the meeting. They have a little tiny church building, and they build a brush arbor beside the building, and we're meeting under the brush arbor. It's always difficult to find enough water to baptize uh, in the areas that we're working. And they have about a mile behind the church building. They call it a lake. You'd call it a pond. And we made several trips a day down there to do the baptizing. Some of our distance learning students, after they go through the two-year preacher training school, we encourage them to continue to study. I mean, you don't need to stop studying the Bible. We try to get them in a, a disciplined regiment where they're continuing to study and we encourage them to go on and get their bachelor's degree and go on and get their master's degree. And the, these guys sit up at night with a candle or a coil oil lantern and study, and uh, they're doing a good job. These two guys got their master's degree while we were there. This is at the end of the gospel meeting. We get a representative from each congregation. Had about 35 congregations represented. And they get a stack of tracts. They get 50 New Testaments, maybe. They get... 100 Bible correspondence courses and some Bible class literature for children. And they're usually so excited to get that material, they're going to take it back to their home congregation, and that's all the material they'll get for the year is what we give them. And these, these tracks are just so valuable. I, I forget, I think Rod said he estimated that the average track in Africa is read by about 16 different people. We drive down the road going to do the gospel meetings and I'll put 500 to 1,000 tracks in the seat, in the front seat. And we drive down the road, we'll just roll the window down, and as we see people walking on the side of the road, we'll get four or five tracks and just throw them out the window as we go by. We don't even stop. And you'll see the people run over, pick the tracks up, and stand there, wave at you and stand there. They're reading the track on the side of the road. They'll keep that track. They'll read it. They'll let their mom and dad read it. They'll loan it to their brother and sister and let them read it, their next-door neighbor. They let a lot of folks read those tracts. And we need to be getting thousands and thousands of these tracts sent over. The, the tract that you brethren put together here, something is wrong but the Bible is right, we have sent a bunch of those to Africa and we're hoping to get some more while we're here tonight. And we ship those and send them over and the folks just love that. And that tract, I know, has helped a lot of people to see the truth of God's Word. This is the current student body. At Simafumba School of Biblical Studies, these guys will graduate in a few months and they'll go back to farming, but they'll be trained gospel preachers going through the two-year preacher school. This is on the Lord's Day, and uh, we've they've passed the collection. You see some wrinkled bills there. Those bills are probably the equivalent of two or three cents. And then you see an egg in the collection plate. This is very common in this part of the country, sort of like uh, your grandparents maybe when they would go to the store to get sugar and coffee, they would pay with a pound of eggs or a live chicken with his feet tied together at the store. And out of these areas, a lot of folks don't have money. And their money, they'll put two ears of corn in the collection plate or they'll put an egg in the collection plate. And they'll take that food and maybe give it to a widow or give it to the preacher training school. But I think that says a lot about people who will give something rather than say, well, I'm poor, I don't have to give. Now, I don't, I don't say that everybody does that in Africa. But a lot of these folks do, and that just means a lot to me to see people giving. 
This was one of the projects we worked on this year is to replace one of the vehicles there at the school. They need these vehicles for their day-to-day operation of the school, and they take the students out to do gospel meetings and different things. And when we're there, we depend on these vehicles to do gospel meetings, and we got a couple of churches and some individuals to go together and help us buy this vehicle there for the school. We're loading it up, and we're out to our third gospel meeting in Nguese, Nguese Valley. And uh, there's a small congregation. This is our second time to be there. We're hoping to build uh, a congregation and, and our gospel meetings. We don't have that many graduates out in that area. This little congregation is about 40 in attendance. We had about 250 or 300 for the gospel meeting. And their little building wouldn't hold the, the folks, so they put a little brush arbor there, and we have the meeting on the outside. We've been talking to Brother John Simwazy. He had taught some cluster classes for us there, and we had some students to graduate from International College of the Bible. We've been talking to him about starting a preacher school there. So we got all the details worked out, and we started in Gwazi School of Preaching, brand new school, and uh, these guys here will be the first graduating class. Now this is a part-time school. This school will meet from 8 in the morning to about 3 in the afternoon using local men only. And they'll go home and sleep in their own bed, farm their own land. And the budget for the school is $350 U.S. per month. We'll buy, uh, provide food for the uh, students there. And we're providing the books. We're providing the writing tablets and all. And the three teachers there, they're getting a very small salary, about 30 dollars per month as the teachers there because they're spending more time away from their crops and family so we're trying to help uh, with the school just got it started this is the Nguese river doesn't look like a river at this time of year but uh, you see a little commotion there at a distance and uh, the folks are over there there's a little fence built around and a galvanized pipe and they're down in that galvanized pipe down the hole they're pouring water into this one uh, canoe, this troughed. And this is the only water for miles around. And uh, the cattle, of course, are coming. But we're not there to water the cattle. This is our baptistry. And we're there to baptize. But we had difficulties. We'd fill up the baptistry and the cows would drink all the water. We'd come back to baptize. There's no water. So we uh, learned that we had to uh, bring people down and sing a while and fill up the baptistry and use it. And even while we're baptizing, you look down at the other end of the trough, the cows can't wait. Uh, they're down there drinking the water. But you can understand this is the only water around, so they're going to be using it. After three weeks in Zambia, we went to uh, Uganda. We flew to Kampala, Uganda, Carolyn and I did. And here we are in Busia. And this is East Africa School of Biblical Studies. They started this school, and it met in little houses that they rented, and uh, they, they were just losing their lease and having to move the school and move the school and move the school. So Brother Jerry Sullins, that helps, uh, he's an elder at the Kansas Expressway Congregation, and they oversee this work. They decided that we needed to buy a permanent place for the school. And uh, three or four years ago, I was over there with him, and we found a piece of land, three acres of land. And we had brought some funds with us, and he brought some. So we bought one acre, and he bought the two acres and donated it there for the school. And then since then, the school has bought three more acres. And he's raised the funds to build the first of three buildings there at uh, East Africa School of Biblical Studies. 
Uh, they've got a great location. And there's the uh, four instructors at the school. Not only are they graduates from the School of Preaching, but these four guys have also graduated through our distance learning program with their bachelor's degree, and they're working on their master's degrees right now. So they're just doing a good job, good men. There's the current student body at East Africa School of Biblical Studies. Now, we don't provide support for this school, but we provide books for the library and tracts and Bible correspondence courses. We send a lot of printed material to them. That's the first of the three buildings that they're going to build. Inside the library and classroom, you can see some of the books there that we've sent some of those, and others have sent those books. Uh, we bought bicycles for the preachers. We had uh, several preachers to graduate. We got to visit with six of the ten schools that we're working with. So we try to get every year or two and be there in person and find out what their needs are and see what's going on uh, at the school. This is Brother Alex, one of the instructors there at the school. We bought 62 bicycles at $100 each, and most of those bicycles were bought by individuals that donated the money for those bicycles. All the guys that graduated got a bicycle, which is their automobile they use for visiting and preaching and teaching, and several of the instructors at the school did. This is Brother Alex's backyard. Now, we're in Uganda now, and Uganda gets a lot more rain. In fact, they have two crops of, of uh, maize or corn. They plant the crop, harvest it, it's dry for a few weeks, then it starts raining again, and they plant a second crop. So you don't see many people hungry there. Plenty of fruit growing and all kinds of things. This is coffee beans in his backyard. He raises his own coffee. This is the church building there where Alex preaches. They've outgrown the building, and the brethren were building a new building. So we were there, and uh, we sent them back a little bit of money to help put the tin on the roof, but they've come up with most of the money for building that building. This is at Brother Alex's house. Then from there we left, crossed the border, and went into Kenya. Uh, this is Brother Charles Aguta. He is the director of Kenyans for Kenya. This is a preacher training school that uh, he started, and we've been helping them. We've been sending them books and tracts and material for uh, about a, a year or so. This is, this is their English class they have a Swahili class that meets on a different day, and this is the English students that they're training to uh, preach. Now, this brother, I wanted his picture. Uh, we, we took several ties to give to the preachers. He's one of the instructors at the preacher training school, and uh, he obeyed the gospel. Uh, somebody studied with him, and, and he obeyed the gospel. He was a Muslim, and he left Islam, and he has since converted several of his family members and friends to Islam, but uh, that doesn't sit well with folks in that part of the country. So he's uh, under a lot of pressure and death threats and things of this nature. But, you know, that's nothing new, is it? In the book of Acts, James was killed with a sword. Stephen was stoned. Peter and John were beaten and told not to preach in the name of Jesus. And there's still places in the world that Christians are being killed for being Christians and for talking about Jesus. So he'll hopefully use good judgment and continue to train preachers and continue to work with his Muslim friends and convert them uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now we're down to Kalamende. We, we're down to Lake Victoria. We drove the, the coast of Lake Victoria down to Kalamende. This is Kalamende School of Preaching. This is Brother Bernard Kagaga. He's the director of that school. And there's a church in Alabama that uh, sponsors this school. And they have funds that they send 
to buy the food and the books and all, but they have no funds for the library. So for the past several years, we've been sending the funds and built their library, and we also print their material. This uh, Luo songbook that I'm holding in the picture, we printed uh, 3,000 of those for them. We're printing uh, tracts for them, and we're printing a sermon outline book that Brother Bernard has written, just a basic uh, sermon outline book that he needed to give to his preacher students and his graduates. So uh, we stayed with Bernard and his wife Dorothy and their eight children. We stayed in their home. We've known Bernard for a few years. He's a good man, faithful man, and we really enjoyed getting to spend more time with Bernard. Had a gospel meeting there, congregation of about 40. We had about 250 or so in attendance. We had so many people that asked the children to come and sit on the stage because there wasn't enough chairs for all the folks to sit down. On Sunday afternoon, we had a large graduation exercise after worship service. He had 12 students that were graduating from Calamandy School of Preaching, and we had 10 of our distance learning students. He is one of our teachers, and they meet one night a week, and he teaches, in addition to his preacher training school classes, he teaches International College of the Bible classes. So we had 10 graduating, and he had 12. So we combined them together and had these guys to graduate and gave all of them a bicycle as well. While uh, we were there, my wife Carolyn was teaching a ladies' Bible class. Some of the ladies in the village came over every day out behind Bernard's house under the shade, and Carolyn was teaching a ladies' Bible class for them. Uh, This was uh, one of the three adults that obeyed the gospel during the uh, gospel meeting that we had. This lady came, uh, and she had a bunch of questions. She asked just lots and lots of questions, and at least two of the preachers studied with her one-on-one, and she was there Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and I can't remember if it was Saturday evening or Sunday evening that she obeyed the gospel. But I didn't know her, didn't know anything about it, and they were telling me that she was a, a lady who was preaching for a denominational group, and she had learned the truth and obeyed the gospel, and she said she was going to go back, not as a preacher, she said, but she said she was going to go back and try to talk to some of the people that she had misled and try to lead them to the truth. Real good attitude. And the men were going to continue to study with her and help her because I know she's got a lot of questions leaving a denominational group. That's the front of the Calamendi Church building. There they are tilling up the soil out in the field. Uh, The preacher on either end, my wife Carolyn, and then the three adults that obeyed the gospel during that gospel meeting. We were able to conduct five gospel meetings. One of the places while we were doing a meeting, Rusty and another group went down to the river and had two meetings going on at the same time. So we did five gospel meetings. We taught at six preacher training schools. We had 69 baptisms, 103 restored. We shipped 200,000 gospel tracts, printed and shipped several thousand of the Bible correspondence course books. Now what we're doing with these We're not sending these to Africa for them to fill out and mail back to us. We're printing these and sending them to the preacher schools who in turn hand them out to the faithful Christians in their area who in turn give them to the villagers who fill them out and give them back to the preachers. The preacher grades them and hands them back to the individual. So we don't have any postage. At least we don't have any postage that the individual has to pay. We're paying the postage to ship them over there. So we've sent thousands of those over. Uh, We sent 42 boxes of books for these preacher training schools, 1,200 pounds. This was just one shipment. I think we spent about $20,000 
so far this year just on postage, sending material over there. It's very expensive, but they can't get any material written by our brethren over there. It has to come from the United States. We purchased 62 bikes. We purchased uh, 518 Bibles in various African languages and then fully fund the one school that helped uh, three or four of the others. We had 15 of our students to graduate and 12 others. We purchased the 21 tons of maize for the needy. We took 60 suits, two laptops, several hundred ties and shoes, helped start a new preacher school. And we left funds to help complete a couple of church buildings and some on the preacher training school. We've got 5,000 Bibles and New Testaments right now that we're ready uh, to ship, that they'll go out uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, and that's uh, what we're counting uh, on that. Uh, th this is in uh, Tanzania. I'm not going to show uh, uh, many of the, the slides in Tanzania, but we have a school that we helped start there also that's a part-time uh, school. And we're going there next year. We'll be in Zambia, and we'll be going uh, to, to Tanzania. And they're doing a great work there. So we're, we're doing what we can to uh, get the gospel around the world and uh, the printed page and doing all, uh, taking the, the campaigns each year. And uh, the Lord is really blessing the work. A lot of good things are happening. Uh, you brethren are helping support our work fund, and we're using your funds to do the things that we've been talking about, to purchase the Bibles and tracts and literature. And a lot of good is being done with the funds that you're giving, and we thank you very, very much for the support you're giving to our work. We send out a monthly newsletter. Uh, we send it uh, an online version, an email version, or the hard copy. I think we're sending one maybe to the church. But if you, as an individual, would like to get our newsletter, either give me your email address or give me your mailing address, and we'll put you on the list uh, to get that. I have a few uh, cards with me tonight that I'll give you as, as you leave that has our web address and our contact information. Please keep us in your prayers uh, as, as you can and help us as you can to take the gospel into all the world. The greatest need that people have in the world is the gospel, isn't it? People need to be right with God. They need to have their sins forgiven. They need to be uh, a Christian. Uh, they need to be a child of God and be faithful so heaven can be their home. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, we urge you through faith, repentance, confession, and baptism to come in obedience to the gospel, be added to the body of Christ, and be faithful and serve him so heaven will be your home. If you're an unfaithful Christian, then you need to be forgiven. You need to repent of your sins, and the Lord loves you, and he will forgive you if you'll repent. If we can assist you in a public way, won't you come as we stand together and sing?
Be seated, please. Prepare your minds for the Lord's Supper. We'll be singing number 393. 393. Sing the first and third verses. <laughs> 